Welcome to the New Author Podcast, a weekly podcast diary starring Jerry Evanoff. You don't see enough positive news about global warming. And Rich Casey. I usually do the smell test and the taste test. I usually don't do the, the look test too much, but sometimes, like if there's furry things growing on it. Join them weekly as they talk about writing, publishing, and marketing their books. They'll talk about their successes, their failures, and everything in between. And along the way, they'll probably veer off the path a little and talk about gardening, television, their world travels, sports, or pretty much any other shiny thing that catches their eye. And now, here are your hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the New Author Podcast. Today is Saturday, October 14th, 2023. This is episode number 237. I am one of the hosts of this podcast, Jerry Evanoff, and with me, as he is each week, is Rich Casey. Rich, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, it's been very very nice here in, in South Louisiana. Temperatures are down in the 70s as highs during the day. We're getting that kind of low light from the sun's kind of getting low in the sky. So everything looks orange. I'm looking out my window right now. So it's a really pretty picture. Uh, so okay. yeah, I've, been, I've had a good week. Didn't get a ton of writing stuff done. Did do some stuff though. So overall, given that I'm coming up on traveling, it's uh, it was a good week. Yeah, I think I've mentioned I've, I have a coworker who lives in Houston. And we were talking to her last week about the weather. And she said that it's like beautiful out. It's in the seventies and she couldn't be happier. And I'm just thinking, boy, it's hitting like 45 and miserable for yeah. us right now. I was telling my brother, I was telling my brother earlier today that this is the time of year, like from now until probably about last part of March into April, when it really makes sense to live down here. And, you know, it's just, it's just gorgeous all the time. If, if you do get cold, it's not going to be for more than a week or two. Uh, but unfortunately we have to pay for it with the hundred degree summers. So but does, does that include like December and January, maybe February? Is it, does it get cold at all? It does get cold. I mean, we'll, we'll have a, a period of about a month or six weeks where, you know, our highs will be in the fifties. We may, depending on the year, get down for a couple of weeks into, into the thirties or possibly even down Ooh. into the twenties, which has happened a couple, a handful of times since I've lived down here in the last 35 years. But overall, you know, you, you look at a big picture, it's just a gorgeous place to live in the wintertime. Yeah. Which is why people want to live in the South. You know, it's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let me jump into my stats here for last week. Uh, Inheriting Murder Book Two in the Murder Mystery Series is up 1,744 words to a grand total of 53,837. And that is uh, revision two, which is now finished, which is nice. Um, 52,000. I think that's a little bit lower than what I was at last with the first book of revision two. This one might come out a little bit shorter, although I do have uh, the last chapter still has to be written and that's going to be a long one. And I do have some scenes that I need to put in to make it make more sense. So once I get into the editing and all that good stuff, I'll probably get to 70. It'd be nice to get to 75, but I'll probably get to about 70. Uh, no change yet in uh, no change last week in either of the two shorter books, the Alpha Battalion book one and the Origins volume two. Uh, no change on either of them. I did not even crack those open at all during the week. Mailer Light also no change sitting at 11.04. I sense that will change this week though, because I have an idea for an email that I want to send out probably Tuesday. Uh, we'll see. Facebook, I'm up one more again to 215. I've gained about one per week since I started doing this Facebook thing. Uh, and, and even on a week like this where I didn't post very much, I still gained a follower after a post, which was nice. Um, coming up with something to write every day, coming with that content has been, I was going to say harder than I thought, but I actually thought it was hard and it turns out it is true. Right. Um, I begin to look at the memories section of my own personal Facebook page because I've been on Facebook for, I don't know, 15, 16 years now. So I started looking at like the memories section to try to find something that I could take from there and post into the author Facebook page. And I haven't, I've only been looking for a couple of days. I haven't come up with anything yet, but I'm, I, that is definitely going to help me in terms of finding content. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then I, I went in today and I posted something that was a legit question that I hope I get some, some responses to. It's very odd. A lot of the responses I was getting early when I first started doing this, like maybe six months ago, five months ago, to like music things or really retro things, 80s things, 90s mm -hmm. things. I'm not getting as much interaction from those posts as I was back then, but I'm still gaining followers. And I'm starting to think that some of the people who were responding, who are like personal friends or whatever back then and who aren't responding now, I'm gaining, I think, those followers who uh, click on it because they, they want to see the content and not necessarily because they just know me or, you know, knew, know my sister or my mom and dad or whatever. Right. That could be. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. Cause I think that's what you have to turn it into. You have to turn it into sure. those people who, who want to be, uh, who want to follow you because they like the content, not just because they know you. So. Right. Right. And then last week's goal was basically, it wasn't really, I didn't really set it as a goal. I just kind of asked the question, can I get the last four chapters edited by the end of the week? And as of this morning, uh, I was able to do that. I was able to edit the last chapter or I mean, the second to the last chapter. Again, I don't have the last chapter written yet, but I was able to do that. So I felt good about finally getting through this, the second revision. And you can tell that um, when I was working on the first draft, you can tell, and I think this happens in every book I write. I don't know if you've noticed this in the past, but you can tell that um, I was getting, I was going faster and faster. I was getting closer to the end because I just wanted to get it done. Mm -hmm. or I wanted to call it done regardless of whether it was actually done or not. So um, I, I'm, I, you could tell when I was reading the first draft and doing the revision of it, you know, over the last couple of days that I was doing that. And now I fear that when I go in to do the next revision, you can tell that I would have done it in the first revision also. So, yeah, I mean, that's just human nature. I mean, the closer you get to the end of a project, you're getting bored with it. You just want to get it done. Or like you said, just at least call it done for the moment, knowing you're going to have to go back to it eventually. But uh, that's okay. Yeah, and I've been thinking, I've been thinking about it. I think I'm going to do a, developmental edit again with super editor c like i did with the first book well i didn't with the first book she gave me a free one because it was so bad um i think i'm <laughs> going to do a, a developmental edit with her my only fear about that is what if she says it's bad again um right. which you know i hope it's not but if it is it's probably good to have someone point it out to you before you actually try to get people to read it so right yeah well she i as i recall the first one she didn't actually come out and say it's bad she just pointed out all the different things that she thought needed to be done to it and yeah, I don't think she actually said those words. But, right, yeah. right. But you know, then again, we, when you give your manuscript over to a developmental editor, uh, you're kind of asking them to do that because that's what they get paid for, and they they probably feel that if they don't, you know, tear it up and and tell you, you know, what could be better in it, then they're not really doing their job. Yeah, that's another fear. It's like okay, I'm going to hand it to you, and I want you to tell me what's wrong with it or what I didn't do correctly do you feel obligated to find something because I'm paying you to find something? It's right. Yeah. Yeah. So those are my stats. I had a pretty good week overall. I'm, I'm really happy with it. I, I also came up with uh, some new stuff that I'm going to talk about in terms of writing routine and, and uh, I even started something that it's been on my running list of future things to do for, I even started doing that today. So yeah. Oh, wow. Week. Yeah. Great. Great week. My stats um, as we left off last week when we were recording on Saturday, on Sunday that I had three Vela episodes in the hopper just wait, waiting to hit submit on. Well, I did that right after we stopped recording and they went live by Monday morning. So that was good that that actually didn't take 72 hours like the last batch did. Uh, I did work my way through another two episodes of Death Comes to Paradise before deciding that I wasn't having any fun doing it. Um, I needed to do something new. So I turned my attention to a new short story, uh, which ended up being a little over 4,200 words. And I'll talk about that a little bit later when I talk about my week. Um, I, I ended up submitting that short story by the end of the week. I had, was able to write it and then go through a revision of it and then I submitted it for, for Vela. Um, I'm not sure it's gone live yet. I, I submitted it, I think, on either Thursday night or Friday. I can't remember which one. Uh, we'll, we'll find out when we get to the, to the, the weekly summary. Um, but once that gets posted, then I will have 10 episodes, new episodes up in October, which is right on target of what I need to do in order to meet my goal of 60 by the end of the year, new ones for by the end of the year in the last quarter. So I'm doing well with that goal. I did receive 8,538 page reads for the week. I didn't work it quite as hard as I usually do, but that brings my yearly total up to just slightly under 1,000 or 150,000 page reads. I'm going to need an average of 9,100 reads per week for the rest of the year in order to make the goal of a quarter of a million. And that's doable. Uh, it's not going to be doable this coming week because I'm going to be on the road a lot and at my in-laws. But uh, I hope to be able to um, come back the week after and catch up and be able to keep that 9,000, 10,000 reads per week uh, right through the end of the year and hit that goal. So overall, I was pretty happy with my progress for the week, given how little time I really had to devote to writing activities. I tried to tried to jam it in here and there when I wasn't doing other things, trying to get ready to go. So. Well, that's good. Um, that that 9,100, how, how confident are you about that? That I'll be able to make it by the end of the year? Yeah. 
if I get well, well keep that average, you'll get that average. Yeah, I think I think I'll be able to do it, if, especially if I do continue turning out the episodes like a, uh, to in order to hit the 60 for the by the end of the year. Right now, the whole key in order to get more and more reads is to get more and more episodes out there and get, you know, it's, it's like that even on, on KU. You had the more IP you have, the more reads you're going to get. Just, you know, it's a numbers thing. Can you tell which, uh, I'm going to call it chapters, I guess? The, so you've put, you know, what Death Comes to Paradise, you've put how many chapters up or how many sections? What, what um, do you call episodes? Yeah, episodes. Uh, I think it's at, I want to say 39, but I can't quite remember for sure if that's can you right. Tell, can you tell which episodes are getting the reads as they come in? Yes. Yes, you've you get you get stats on reads, and you actually get stats on uh, not only the reads but on the money you're making on each individual episode. Uh, so are, you're able to tell like, oh, I'm bringing in new people who are starting from the beginning, or is it most of it? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. You can do that. To be honest with you, I haven't looked at that though. To be to to see, and let me think about this. Yeah, you could do that because you can you can break down. The dashboard's a little bit weird, but you can customize what time period Connect. you want to look at the um, the stats, and you could do it uh, week by week if you wanted to, and see okay exactly how how many reads am I getting on in the earlier chapters versus the later chapters, which is basically what you're asking. Uh, you know how how, how many new people basically are, how many new people are coming in versus how much read through am I getting. And couldn't you uh, estimate based on like previous read through each week, how many you sh expect to get down the road? Yes, you could probably do that. I have not tried to do that from those stats anyways. I feel like I just put that in your head and now you're yeah. going to try to do it. Yeah, I, I might. Um, <laughs> I got to see if I, I don't want to do that by clicking through a, a million screens and, and jotting right. down numbers. If there's some way I can get, uh, the data outputted to a spreadsheet that might be able to do that. Now I know you can output your data spreadsheets. I just don't know how disaggregated you can get it. Uh, right. So, okay. Yeah. I'll take a look. Basically what I've been doing is I've just been looking, okay, given the, the amount of effort I put into the marketing prom and promotion, how many episodes I'm generating on a, on average for a week uh, and how many reads I'm getting for that week Will I be able to continue this if I keep up the same amount of activity? I've just been assuming that I will, that, that there's no reason it would fall off a cliff for any particular reason. Right. Uh, unless people yeah. just stop reading on on uh, Amazon's platform. Because, of, well, one, one thing I do know for sure is that, you know, once the holidays come up, both Thanksgiving and then when we get really close to Christmas, reading will drop off. And, and that's just, you know, kind of the, oh. one of the one of the natural cycles as people get involved in family gatherings and things like that, they'll be reading uh, somewhat less anyways. Uh, I won't be, see this, I have not gone through a full year yet. If you remember, I just started yeah. this, uh, back basically at the end of January, beginning of February. So once I get to that point, then I'll be able to see a little bit better uh, in terms of a whole yearly cycle, what things look like the ups and the downs. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So in terms of my last week's recap, I want to start with something I forgot to talk about last week, which I wish I would have talked about it because it was time-based. And that was uh, an email that I had gotten from Dave Chesson and Atticus, where he talked about a new feature, footnotes and endnotes. I really didn't care about that. But at the end of the email, there was this invitation to something called the Fiction Marketing Academy. I've seen this like in a, uh, I saw it in a, um, what's the plotter? I saw it in a plotter email. I saw it in a couple different other emails. I get, I think I'm a Matthew J. Holmes email they were all pushing this thing pretty bit. And basically what it was, was an online six or seven day. There's going to be speakers every day, free sessions that you can go to. And it looked like basically if you'd put 20 books online only is really what mm -hmm. it was. And um, I really wish I would have mentioned it because I would have posted the link and I just forgot to mention it last week. But um, basically it was advertised like this, um, a seven day online event devoted to sharing invaluable marketing advice for fiction authors, blah, 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 blah. Um, absolutely free 40 plus authors. And it was basically all of last week. It goes till tomorrow, according to the, the thing. So, you know, and they had a giant bundle of stuff they wanted you to buy, you know, $900, but only $49, that kind of yeah. thing that you see every now and then. Um, so uh, I'm going to see if I can post the links. I don't know if I can or not, but if I can, I'll post them either in this week's show notes or maybe I'll talk about it next week. Um, I did, I did forward one, a link to you, to your rich Casey email. Um, I don't know if you saw that or not. No, I didn't. But when did you do that? Uh, I sent it this morning. 
Oh, I, I haven't been. Yeah, I haven't looked at my okay. email. Yeah. Yeah. So I sent it this morning. Uh, if you get a chance, take a look at it. Let me know what you think. And I, okay. and I don't know. I mean, it was free, and it was you know they were they were replays. So I assume that anybody can look at it. So. Um, mm -hmm. So what I'll do is I'll just keep an eye on it. And then if I can post the, the link in the show notes, I'll do it next week. Um, I If it's a link to a YouTube channel, I'll put it in tonight's, today's show notes okay. for people. Because if it's just a YouTube channel, then it's just there like it is for 20 books. So, um, but it, it looked interesting. There were a lot of, I mean, there had to be what, 40 plus speakers that said, so there's a lot of different subjects. I'm going to take a look at some of them tomorrow and see if any of them are interesting to me. I have not clicked on it all week other than the fact that, to click on it and make sure the link worked and the replays were there and they were there. Um, so, so I will do that. So then getting into Monday now, um, in the morning, I, like I said, I did receive a link to that, that first day. And I didn't, again, I clicked it later on in the evening and made sure everything was there. It's there. So, so that was it. And really, I didn't do anything writing related Monday. I just worked from home and then, uh, did nothing in the evening. And we're going to talk about that when it comes to next week's schedule, because uh, the whole Monday taking the writer's day off seems kind of silly. And the, every week I say Wednesday, I'm going to write at lunch. I never do. So we're going to discuss that later because I have ideas. Uh, Tuesday, I worked from home during the day and I did go to hothead in the evening uh, and I worked on chapter 21. Um, it, it should probably be in the addicted section of this podcast, but I have now officially switched from getting a burrito at hothead every single time to getting nachos every single time. And it's kind of odd because it's the same kind of innards of the burrito mm -hmm. that are just on top of a bed of nachos, but I don't know what it is. It's fantastic. It's and crunchy. It, maybe that's what it is. It's crunchy. That's yeah. there's your difference right there. Um, so I did finish chapter one that night, which was good. I also the, the manager who put his two-week notice in and told me first last week came yeah. over to me at the end of my writing session and talked to me for 20 minutes about what happened when he put it in. I feel like I feel like I should get his phone number because he wants to be friends after he leaves. It's gonna be strange. <laughs> and based on what we're gonna talk about later, I may not go into hothead again for a few weeks. So uh yeah, I feel bad a little bit. Uh, Wednesday, I worked from home, nothing writing related at all uh, after work or at lunch. Uh, and then and now this is where things started to um, to kind of speed up for me here. So at lunch, I went into the office on Thursday and at lunch, I went across the street and grabbed some subway. I brought it back to the office and sat kind of up front by the windows, worked on chapter 22. It's a short chapter, so I was able to get it finished in that 40 minutes I have. And I kind of decided at that moment, I was going to skip my writer's club that night. I really didn't have anything to read and I've been working in this revision pretty hard and I wanted to get it done. Um, I didn't have anything to read because the revision I'm working on really isn't the make it sound good revision. It's more just to make sure the story is right. Mm -hmm. So it's still not ready to read. And I hadn't worked on the short stories at all. I just had nothing. I had nothing to read. And at the time, there's only two of us in that writer's group that are reading anything. I mean, nobody else brings anything in. It sucks because they're really good writers. And I love to hear them. Uh, they're writing. I love to hear them read their writing, but they don't do it. So I didn't want to go in there and just kind of sit there with just Michaela being the only person that read anything. So I put something in the Facebook group that said, I'm not coming tonight. Something else came up. I didn't tell him why I didn't tell him. I just didn't want to come, right. um, but something else came up and I don't think any of them listened to this podcast. So maybe they do. I know Michaela did at one point. I don't know if she still does, but um, I noticed about an hour later, Michaela had written something in, sorry, car trouble. I'm not coming either. And now I started to get worried. Like, Oh my God, they're going to go in there and just kind of sit around and I'll look at each other. Cause nobody brings anything. in. so I don't know what happened in the writer's <laughs> group. We'll see. I didn't see anything in Facebook. So we'll see when I go next month, what's going on. And by next month I will have stuff because now I'm, I'm going to start turning it around to the actual revision that, that is readable. Um, yeah. Well, if, they, if, if they, if that does happen, they all go in and they don't have anything, then at least they'll have the opportunity to realize maybe we should bring something in. All I mean, all of them should. I mean, Dan and Jake and Mallory, they're such good writers and they just, you know, and I understand people don't have time. It's fine. I get that. Um, but I just wish they did. So, yeah. Um, so then what I did was I basically drove straight to Panera from work and it's the Panera that's right by that Nissan dealer that I, the very first one I went to, um, now I did not go to the Nissan dealer this time. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I did drive past it with the idea of going, but then I just kept driving. Um, but I went to Panera and I had, they have this, like this mozzarella. It's almost like pepperoni bread, but it's got some mozzarella and some sauce. And it was really good. It was really big, but it was really good. I was very happy with that. Uh, while I was there, I started working on chapter 23, which is another one of those chapters that I put like three different scenes in. So I only got about two thirds of the way through it. And, uh, and I'm sure by the time that I, uh, by the time that I, I come up and to get this thing formatted, it'll actually be multiple chapters. I'm going to end up with about 30 chapters in this thing. So I've got four or five chapters like that, that just need split up. 
And then on Friday, I worked from 7 to 11. Again, I have a half a day. I have half days or full days the rest of the year. About 10 after 11, the electrician showed up. Um, he came in. I told him I wanted an EV charger. Uh, he took a look at the breaker box downstairs. We went out to the golf simulator, and I showed him what I wanted there. That took about 15 minutes total. And then we spent the next 45 minutes just talking about golf, which I'm sure <laughs> everyone who listens to this podcast would love to hear how that went. But it turns out he's a golfer, and he had the same shoulder surgery that my dad had a couple weeks ago. He had it back in January, and we were just talking about where we've golfed in Myrtle Beach because he goes there every year. And uh, we talked about St. Andrews in Scotland. It was great. It was an awesome conversation. And the whole time we're talking, in my head, all I'm thinking is, okay, I want you to leave because I haven't eaten yet and I want to get to the car dealer that I'm going to. But also I want to keep having this conversation because maybe when you go to give me your quote, you'll think about what a fun conversation it was and you'll take it easy on me a little bit. So exactly. Uh, so he's going to get me a quote and um, and hopefully he gets it to me like Monday or Tuesday and I'll know how much it's going to cost to get what I need uh, installed into my house for this electric car. Of course, the other way that could go is he could say, man, this guy golfs a lot. He even goes to Scotland to golf. He must have money burning holes in his pocket. <laughs> I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that. I do, but I didn't think of that. Um, yeah, that's, oh man, that's not good. Um, after that, the, I, I went, I, I, I mean, the idea was to go right, but before I went to write, I, I went to the niece, this other Nissan dealer. There's a specific aria car there uh the color is called um northern lights metallic and it wasn't anywhere in the area this place was about 35 minutes away and i just wanted to see it i've heard really good things about it i've heard that it changes colors and it kind of looks like dark green but it also could look like black and sometimes it looks like purple and i love the idea of all of those colors so uh, i wanted to go there to see it and i ended up being there for about an hour and a half and uh i'll talk about why when we get to the addicted to section i'm not gonna okay. put that in here after that, I went to, uh, there's a Rockneys in Streetsboro and I had, I've been jonesing for a Buffalo chicken salad for the last couple of days and they have a really good one. So I drove about 25 minutes to Rockneys um, and sat and they have this, I don't know if you've been to a Rockneys before, but they, no. when you walk into the restaurant, at least the one I get to, when you walk into the restaurant to the left is the restaurant to the right, they just have this bar area that has like eight booths and four or five TVs. And if you go there around two o'clock on a, on a weekday, there's no one there. Mm -hmm. So I can go in there and I can sit. So I sat there for a couple hours, finished chapter three, you know, kind of, I left a couple of few, uh, a couple of blank spots in there that I need to wait until I get these clues nailed down. And then I'll go back and, and finish that one. And now I left around four, four 30. And that left me just one final chapter left in my revision, which was good. I was making, I mean, I did not, when I, when I posed the question last week, can I get these four chapters done? I honestly didn't think I could. But the extra day at Panera helped out and then having, you know, the half day Friday also really, really helped out. Right. And then finally, and I, I wrote in here um, today, I woke up this morning and I wrote in here that if you, if you work someplace at a full-time job and you can like count up um, your vacation days sometime in like September, October, and you can figure out a way to just start taking half days on Friday. I do all my chores on, on Friday. I get everything done that I need to get done. And then when I wake up Saturday morning and I'm not golfing, I, I have nothing to do except for all the fun stuff that I want to do on the weekend. So I highly suggest doing <laughs> that if you can possibly do that. Those of you that are actually working and you're not lucky like Rich. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I did, again, it was too rainy to golf. So I went to Chick-fil-A to, to finish the actual final chapter in the revision. But when I got there, there was like construction going on and they were closed. So this oh, wow. like completely altered my plans. And I thought, well, I, I want to get breakfast. I want to write. There's another Chick-fil-A that's about 25 minutes away. <clears throat> the problem is, is that you literally have to drive by the entrance to the casino to get to it. <laughs> now I probably could have went a different way, but whenever I go, that's the way I go. And I told my dad earlier, I was like, I was driving. There was this force that was just pulling me to the left to go. And I don't know what it was. It was just pulling me to the left to go into the casino. So I went in there, I uh, took a hundred dollars out of the machine, $5 and 49 cents service charge. So one is what I took out of the machine. I only had a hundred in cash to deal with, sat down at a machine that I do pretty well at when I played. It's one of the ones I like to play the most. And uh, I don't know, within about 10 minutes, I had won $60. And I was like, okay, that's good. And I cashed out and left. It was funny. I was walking towards the machine to cash out thinking, well, maybe I can go play one more time. I was like, no, no, no. Breakfast is still going on at this Chick-fil-A that's right down the street. Let's just go there and eat breakfast. And let's get the day back on track like it was supposed to be, which was breakfast and writing at Chick-fil-A. That was probably a good choice because the next 15 minutes you would have lost at 60 bucks probably. Um, and the 100 that I took out of the bank. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so I stopped at the bank and deposited the money. There's a bank that's right on the way. It's perfect the way that it's set up. And then I went to Chick-fil-A and sat 
uh, open up my laptop and begin working on the final chapter in the revisions, which is 24. And I made it just about all the way through that one before I had to stop because I need to know these final couple clues. I need to know so that I, there's no point in like writing out this chapter because I might have to change it. Um, I kind of changed, you know, get, uh, I have a question for you. So I have a subplot and a main plot and the murderer is the same. The murderer comes from the subplot. There was a, a 20 year old murder in the subplot and then two current murders in the main plot. The murder is the same across all three of them. So what I did was I thought, well, I'm going to have the subplot resolution happen at the end of this chapter 24. And it's going to be kind of a, oh my God, it was an accident, blah, blah, blah type thing, which it really was. And I think we're going to let the murderer kind of not get away, but, but not make the reader think that the murder, that person's going to be arrested or anything like that later mm -hmm. on. And then in the next chapter, that's when the whole thing comes out and it turns out maybe it wasn't an accident. And then the two murders get solved. Do you have any problem with that resolution being uh, a chapter earlier than the, the, the wind up chapters? I like to call it. No, I mean, I typically I described it well. Yeah, uh, well, typically when you have a main plot and a subplot, the subplot would finish before the main plot does. So that, that would make sense. Uh, either okay. either it finishes before or at the same time. But uh, right. no, yeah, no, that'd, that'd be okay, fine. And it's, and it's literally just the chapter before. It's not like right. I finished the subplot, you know, 10 chapters earlier. So, okay, good. Right. Um, came home, messed around for a little while, watching college football and some videos on electric cars, which I watch them all the time now. Um, and then I decided I was gonna take a look at the Facebook ads. I wanna create five or six images to, to redo Facebook ads in October. So I opened up book brush. I thought, well, I, I did one in mid journey. Let's do one in book brush. Now let's do like a, maybe three of each. And that way I'll have good testing for this. Um, again, what's the term that you use for this Facebook ads? Uh, I forget dynamic about. creatives, dynamic creatives. So I'll have like six different ones. I can have three of them from mid journey, three of them from book brush. I can put text on one or two of them, you know, just kind of mix them up a little bit mm -hmm. as a way to see what works and what doesn't. And I thought, well, I don't really know, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to just do the same thing I've been doing for the last three years, four years, creating Facebook ads. So I, I thought, well, I have all those emails from Matthew J. Holmes. Let's go into that folder. So I went into my outlook, opened up my Matthew J. Holmes folder, which is a folder that I've been basically just every time an email comes in from him, I move it into that folder without reading it. <clears throat> so I have 77 emails in there dating back to February 14th, which is when I joined his newsletter. So I scrolled all the way to the bottom. I started at February 14th and I began just reading them. You know, this one's five minutes. This one's seven minutes. This one's three minutes. And I got to one from the 20th where he talked about building a foundation. And he gave his uh, kind of his bullet points or his opinion on what a proper book description should have. Um, he basically said hook, stakes, tension, intrigue, introducing the main character and setting the scene. So I took that kind of paragraph that he wrote with those bullet points. I stuck it into ChatGPT along with my current book description that I have on Amazon. And I said to ChatGPT, can you critique this based on the idea here of how to create a good um, book description? And, um, and let me know what my strengths and my weaknesses are. I feel like with ChatGPT, you have to explicitly ask for your weaknesses or it's just going to tell you how great you are. Right. So I, I did that and it gave me three or four compliments, but then it pointed out three or four weaknesses. And I thought, let's just keep going with this. So I said, well, can you change this? keeping the strengths, but then correct the weaknesses for me. And it gave me a, a brand new description, which I actually thought was pretty good. Although I didn't like some of the words they sounded kind of, and, and the phrases, they sounded kind of like, you know, purple prosy. They were way too overboard for me. Like right. the word, um, uh, uh, Oh, I can't remember the word now. It was like delving into the deep or whatever. It wasn't delving. I forget what it was, but it was a word that I never use. So I changed some of those. I did ask it for new ways to say one of the phrases I didn't like, and, and it gave me a, a new way. And I said, I don't like that. They're give me 10 more examples. And it gave me 10 examples. And I kind of mixed the first half of one example with the second half of another example. And I actually put a new description up there, book description up there based on that. Hit save. It gave me a maintenance page saying it couldn't save. And then I waited about five minutes and tried to get it at work. So I just got an email while I was talking uh, saying that my, my new, um, my new, my Kindle publishing changes are up there and ready. So I, I officially have a new book description up there. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through all of these emails from Matthew J. Holmes and, and specifically the ones having to do with Facebook ads. But if I see something like this book foundation, I'm going to pay attention to that. And if I have to make changes to anything like my Amazon page or my webpage, I'm happy to do that. My website, I'm happy to do that. But uh, I'm, I'm going to spend some time tonight doing that. And then definitely tomorrow. And I don't, you know, 77 emails. I doubt I'll get through everything. Um, you know, in one day, but that's going to be part of what I do now over the next couple of days is because I, I do want to create new Facebook ads. Right. Right. Um, yeah. 
So that was my week. Again, I feel like I had a pretty good week. Yeah. You know, you mentioned chat GPT and it reminded me of something that I didn't put down in my notes uh, for the week, but the, I finally got this week, the uh, access to the uh, GPT four image uh, recognitions uh, option or app or whatever you want to call it on GPT. I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. Where you can, uh, where you can upload, and then for me, the way I'm going to use it, you can upload a photograph of your handwritten page, and it'll you know convert it into into uh, characters for you. And the OCR really? is is really really good because I I just had a note laying around here. I just wanted to see what it was like, and it was really scrawled. I could barely read it, and I put it up there, and it did almost a flawless job of of uh, uh, what they call that transcribing it into. Uh, into you know type to text so i'm gonna play with that quite a bit going forward i think so what do you, are you using your phone to take a picture and then using like the app yeah oh yeah okay. take take a phone uh yeah take use my phone take a picture then just you load that up into gpt4 and it just uh yeah types out the text for you so all right yeah. i like that yeah that'll make it a lot easier i think uh well, you know, the other way I've been doing is, uh, you know, I write longhand and then I type it in myself and I make corrections and stuff as I go along. But, you know, that that can get a little bit tedious. It's nice to be able to have it on a screen and do the corrections when you can see everything around it. Uh, so, so anyways, yeah, my this, week is one of my, this is one of my favorite things about ChatGPT, by the way, when it comes to coding is, is just going in and saying, hey, I'm going to write code that does this. Can you give me a page that does this, this, and this? Knowing that what it gives you is not going to be correct, but it's going to do all that grunt work that I don't right. want to do as a programmer that I could just copy and paste into my programming uh, app that I'm using, whether it's Visual Studio or, or VS Code, and then I can clean it up after that. But yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, for my week, last Sunday after we recorded, I talked to my mom for about an hour, had a quick dinner of some leftovers, and then I spent the rest, not the rest of the evening, but a good part of the evening uh, cooking up for the week, I cooked a big cas chick uh, casserole dish full of uh, coconut chicken and then a, a bunch of chorizo turkey burgers. And we've been eating on that all week uh, in terms of the main entree. Uh, then I worked on some promo while watching the late game. I think I watched about half the late game and I gave up on it. Uh, went to bed, went to bed early. Monday, I decided that I had really too much to do during the week in order to get ready to travel. So I made the early decision, which I re very rarely do, to blow off the gym for the week instead of agonizing it over each morning, trying to talk myself into going, even though I know I've got all this stuff to do during the day. So I blew off the gym for the week, spent all day on Monday cleaning up the carport and washing out plant pots and trays and storing them away for the winter. And then in the evening, I did a bit of fellow marketing work uh, and some reading, and then as I often happens, I fell into the YouTube uh, hole and just spent goofed off time watching videos, even though some of these videos I'm realizing you know, I've watched them 10, 12 times already. I really, yeah. <laughs> I really need to get a life. You know? so, I know that feeling. We'll yeah. talk about that later. Cause I know that feeling a hundred percent. The number of times I've watched Ryan George videos, the same ones over and over and, right. and pitch meeting videos over and over. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Tuesday, uh, after breakfast, uh, I, as you remember, I, I ruined the countertop I was working on. So I painted up a temporary one uh, to replace the one I ruined until I can get back around to redoing it. Uh, put some finishing touches on the garden uh, for when we're gone. And then spent about two hours rewriting a couple of the Vela episodes, those Death Come to Paradise episodes. They were just hard work for some reason. I really can't put my finger on why. But I eventually put them on the side and just started reworking uh, another short story idea that I played with way back when I can't even remember if this, if it was before we started this, as I joined you on the podcast or what I think it was, um, the, the overall series was called the best stop bookshop. And the original plan I had was to write a series of short stories and novelettes that you could kind of bundle together, uh, under the a common theme of a, of a small town bookshop. Uh, and in this case, you guessed it, it was run. It's run by a 20 something college dropout and her pot addled employee. And also, <laughs> The other main character in in the series is a famous elderly author who likes to haunt the shelves of the book of the of the bookstore. So I, I worked on those. I, I had fun doing them. So that's what really counts. And I did that basically for the rest of the day. Uh, got through the 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 whole first short story of that series, and that's where the forty two hundred words for the week came from. Uh, Wednesday in the morning, I finished sorting through all the tools that I had scattered across my workbench on the carport, put them all away, put together a toolkit for the trip because I like to be prepared. My father-in-law often has things planned for me and 
he has all the tools, but you know, they're he's got a garage that kind of looks like a bomb went off in it, and sometimes it's hard to find things. So, so I like to take it with me. And then I power washed the concrete on the carport once I got it all swept out and everything. Uh, in the afternoon, I returned to that bookshop's uh, short story and finished that up in first draft form. Uh, I had a few little things I wanted to do to it after while I was working on the carport, I thought of to make it a little more interesting. And then the evening was taken up with a Vela promotion. And because I was jammed on time, of course, I decided to add another task. And I started ripping my entire <laughs> CD collection, uh, which at the last time I remember counting it, numbers in excess of 300 CDs. So it's going to wow. take me a while to get through them all. But for a long time, they well, for years, they've just been sitting there collecting dust because my CD player uh, died some time ago. And of course, none of the computers have CD slots in them anymore. I finally bought an external drive when my wife needed to do something with an old CD she had. And they were, you know, they were cheap, like you know, 60 bucks or whatever for an external drive. So now I've, I'm starting to slowly work my way through all these albums I have and remembering all the good music that I bought at one time. I, and I don't even remember how I collected so many CDs. I can't remember if I was in a CD of the month club or, or what. <laughs> Uh, but I got all these things, all these CDs kicking around. But and then my son, when he was home, he collected a lot of classical music CDs. So I'm going to get that all up in digital form. And it's surprising how little space it takes when you've got a two terabyte drive. You just don't, don't even notice yeah. as it's going up there. Um, Thursday, I woke up late uh, for whatever reason. Started we started a new puzzle during breakfast, and I really didn't go, get going on anything worthwhile till after lunch. When I sat down and revised that short story, I ran through Pro Writing Aid and then submitted it to Amazon. Uh, if it's not live already, I'll probably go check after this podcast. Uh, it should be live by tomorrow evening, given that there's 72-hour 72 72-hour 72 window should be up tomorrow evening if I actually did it on Thursday. And then the evening was spent with some more Vela promotion, CD ripping, and a bit of YouTube, YouTube surfing. If I have an, an addiction, which I later on will say I don't have an addiction, but one thing I have fallen into at YouTube is watching clips now about how awesome the lions are because <laughs> that, that is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and you can't pass that by. <laughs> so I go to all these, all these obscure sports channels on YouTube that are talking about the lions and see what they have to say. I've been there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Friday. Uh, there was no writing activities during the day at all on Friday as I spent the entire day doing odds and ends laundry, driving my wife around town on errands and taking another stab at figuring out what, when, and how I need to get myself signed up for Medicare. And just saying that kind of makes me feel old. I was commiserating with my brother earlier today that you know I, I'm, I'm going on Medicare. He turned 62. He's re just retired. He actually put in 40, what was it? 43 years working for UPS. Uh, wow. So... Yeah, he was way over the maximum of what he had to do. And now he doesn't know what to do with, his, with himself at all. Um, because that's all he did for those 43 years is work nights. And um, in the evening, I did a bit of, bit of a Vela promotion. And then I read before bed. I'm going to talk a little bit about the book I've been reading, which I really like. And then today, Saturday, it was a mixed bag of little tasks that needed to be completed before we go on our trip next week. You know, packing clothes and stuff like that. Uh, after we're done here recording, I'm going to, we're going to have some dinner and I'm just going to, you know, probably knock off for the rest of the evening, not do much of anything because we'll be off and moving, uh, right after church tomorrow. So that was my week. It wasn't, it was busy. I mean, I kept active the whole time. Didn't get a ton of writing stuff done. Did do a lot of odds and ends, especially the cleaning up the carport in the garden that really needed to get done. So it was, I, I will chalk it up to a successful week. I forgot to tell you, uh, mention during my recap that you you inspired me last week. Uh, a couple of days ago, I I went back to Kindle and went, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to read at night because I think you were you were reading in the evenings. Mm -hmm. I'm like I'm just gonna try to read like one chapter before I go to bed. And, you know, instead of again instead of sitting there feeding that YouTube um, right YouTube thing, I'm gonna try to read one chapter before I go to bed. So I downloaded a book. Actually, it's a book I bought a paperback version of at Barnes and Noble a couple months ago and just never read. So I thought, well, I'll download the book and maybe I'll read it on my phone while I'm laying in bed or something like that. It's called Nine Lives. Um, the, the little tagline is, if you're on the list, someone wants you dead. And it's by Peter Swanson. And um, I remember reading the back of this at Barnes and Noble thinking, wow, this looks fantastic. I got to see this. So I'm going to try to start doing that. I did it a couple of days ago. I haven't read it yet, but I'm going to start doing that based on my schedule that I'm going to give a little, a little later. 
Uh, try to leave, even if it's just one chapter, it doesn't have to be, you right. know, a hundred book, hundred, hundred pages or anything like that. Just, let's just knock it out a little at a time. And then, you know, before you know it, you're done with it. So. Yeah, that's pretty much what I do. You know, I, I, I either sit in my lazy boy or I just go and lay in bed early and I just, you know, I'll read a couple, two, three chapters at the most. And by that time I've, I've gotten sleepy. Whereas if I'm sitting in front of my computer looking at YouTube videos, when I shut the computer down, I'm all amped up and I can't fall asleep right away. So. Yeah. Well, I don't get amped up because I can't. What happens with me is I'll sit on the couch in the evening with the, the recliner up and I'll just be watching YouTube videos. And there'll be a point where I'll just start to fall asleep. Oh, okay. It's like, okay, it's time to go to bed. And so that's kind of how I do it again, because I've watched them. There's not much new going on on the YouTube that I'm watching no. right now. It's just yeah. a lot of old stuff. So right. I was happy that the Rob Squad Reactions kids watched clue the movie earlier this week so i enjoyed oh. watching that along with them that made me happy yeah. so. i saw that i didn't i didn't click on it but i saw that they had posted that yeah yeah all right um in terms of my running list of future things to do um i got a couple things on here but i added something new it's all the ad stuff it's the it's the mark dawson ads it's the matthew j holmes ads it's the emails i'm going through it's just a lot of ad stuff to you know I, i've mentioned this before you know you don't necessarily want to do a lot of marketing if you only have a couple books because you're not getting any kind of return on your ad because you might be just selling one book or two books and that's it. But when I ran the Facebook ads last time and I had um, page reads and orders and stuff every day for probably three, four weeks, that was a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm going to want to do that again. Uh, so I'm going to, but I'm going to do some research with these, these items here before I actually create new ads. I, I want to do it again, but I don't want to do the same thing again. I want to make it better, change it, do something, something different. So uh, the last thing I have here on the running list of future things to do is mid journey. Um, I don't, I don't know how much I'm actually going to use it. So my plan is to not subscribe to it and just let it run forever. Let the subscription run forever. I'm going to, I'm going to use it to create some ads over the next couple of weeks and then I'm going to kill it and I'm going to kill it for a couple months. And then when I want it back, I'll go resubscribe and then I'll kill it again. Uh, yeah. because it, you know, it's, it's reminds me a lot of like Adobe premiere where, you know, I loved Adobe premiere as the software package back in the day. And all of a sudden they turned it into a program that was now subscription only. And it's like, why would, or, or Photoshop also both Photoshop and premiere. It's like, why would I pay the subscription price when I don't use this very often? Right. Right. So that's kind of how I feel about mid journey right now. Um, so probably within the next couple of weeks, I'll go ahead and cancel it. And then in a couple of weeks after that, or a month after that, whenever, when, a couple months after that, whenever I want to use it again, I'll go ahead and, and resubscribe for the period of time that I need it. And that's yeah. it. Well, speaking of mid journey, if you want another rabbit hole to fall down into, uh, look up doll E D A L L E dash three. And it's like mid journey on steroids. And it, it when is, you were talking about last week, that's free. Yeah. Yeah. Right now it's, it's free. You can get through it through, through Bing. Um, and it's just, it's kind of, uh, it's just kind of wild. But I would go to okay. Facebook. I would go to Facebook and look up one of the doll, the doll three uh, uh, artist groups, and just see the kind of stuff they're generating in there. It's just incredible. It's it's okay, stuff that, that stuff that no way I have time or should be doing at all. But still, I'm I'm looking at it saying, I, I wonder if I could learn how to do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I will absolutely do that. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Yeah. All right. So in terms of my addicted to. Um, it's still the electric cars and you know i'm i'm last week i was kind of up and down on it well this week i'm all in it's gonna happen soon um i watched some more videos throughout the eve throughout the week on this nissan aria some of the other ones there's a there's a kia that i really like but it's it's even more expensive than the aria which is considered expensive uh, i don't really like the look of the hyundai one even though i'm a hyundai fan i don't like the look of their 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 ionic it's called an ionic five i don't like it I'm not a Tesla person. I can't stand that screen, how it just kind of stands straight up. So this Nissan is the one I've kind of settled on. It's the one I want. It's it's the one I like the best. So on Friday, again, I had the electrician come over, chatted with him for a while. He told me he's going to have to put a new box in, in my house since I don't have enough room for another. Uh, I don't know if it's 220 or 240. I've always heard 220. And and everybody with these EV cars says 240. So I don't – is the 220 amp, 240? I have no idea. Um, yeah. I think it's – I think it's – a. Well, I, I, it's like it's like uh, your your house electricity. I mean, officially they call it one ten one twenty. So I'm not, not yeah. sure why. Yeah. Okay. So then, um, and it reminds me back uh, in of the day. If, I don't know if you remember, there's a movie, um, from the mid early '80s called Mr. Mom with Michael Keaton. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. 
And I just remember this phone call that he's on. He has no idea what, what he's doing, what he's talking about. And somebody says, what is that, a 220? He goes, ah, 220, 221, whatever it takes. And that always made me laugh. That's like the one line I remember from that movie. And now I'm, I'm dealing with it again. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he's going he's gonna to get me a quote uh, early next week on um, what it's going to cost for the new box and to run the line. And this, this guy that I talked to actually has experience um, installing these EV chargers. He's done it for other people. He, he said, if I buy the charger, he'll make sure it's all hooked up and running for me, which I feel like just plugging it in. But we'll see. Um, and then when I went to the Nissan dealer afterward, the, this color is called Northern lights. It's, it's, it's such a nice looking color. I, if you walk around it, it changes colors as you walk around it based on where the sun is. Um, so it's, it's mostly this deep green that looks almost black. Um, and, and I like it. So while I was there, I was talking to the, the woman who was helping me and I kind of mentioned the idea of, you know, can you run me some numbers? And she said, well, we have to, we have to appraise your car to know what we're going to give you for your car. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to be here that long. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Let's do it. I want to know what the numbers are. So it, it took about, an, I don't know, 45 minutes. Uh, and during that 45 minutes while they were looking at my car and they were talking to this stuff, I talked to the, the, the financial guy and I talked to the, they, they, apparently they have the salesman who is the second, has the second most experience in selling EV cars. So I talked to him a little bit and he told her, he said, well, do this, draw up two different options. The first one is go ahead and purchase. The second one is a lease, drop the lease one. Mm -hmm. I think the interest rate is much lower on a lease. So they did that for me. And by the time I left, I had two different options and they gave me like a, here's what it is for three years monthly, if you lease, and here's what the payoff price is. And they gave me the, if you purchase it, here's what happens. Well, it turns out if you lease, they don't actually take your car and make it like a trade-in. They just write you a check for your car. That's how they just, they buy your car off of you. Okay. So they'll give me a check for $15,000 and I'll throw that in the bank. And then I'll make these three-year payments. And then when the three years are up, there's a payoff amount. And I did all the math and it looks like I'm paying a few thousand dollars more by going with a lease. But what I like, the thing about the lease that I like is that it actually allows me to put money in the bank every time I get paid. Other than just paying the, I don't know, six, $700 a month for the lease, I'm putting all the other money in the bank. So I'm not living paycheck to paycheck like I have in the past because now I'm building up a savings account. Okay. And by the time the three years is up, I have saved way more than I need to pay off the car if I want to buy it. Or if I want to lease another one because I like them, but the technology is better three years from now, that's there. Or if I just want to say, I don't like electric cars anymore. I want to buy a new car. I have all that money in the bank saved up that I can do that. And then any money right. that's left over, I can go ahead and start paying off my house. So this is probably the direction I'm going to go. Um, I want to get something from the electrician first to tell me how much it's going to cost to do all the installation that he needs to do. But there's a pretty good chance that if, you know, he gives me a good quote early next week, I go ahead and schedule it. And then within the next couple of uh, weeks, I could end up uh, going ahead and, and leasing this car. So that's kind of where I am with it right now. What, what would it cost if you were to just buy it outright? The so the sticker, the sticker is, is 52,000 okay. and they have a sale running a sale. It's funny, a, a special, whatever, a discount right. running through the end of October that says you get 2000 off. If you, if you buy any car that they have on the lot, which this one's on right. the lot. So it's 52, but it's going to be 50. Um, with my 15,000, I would be financing right around 35, 36, somewhere right in there with taxes. If I think it's actually 38, but the payoff on the lease is 33. So it's a little bit lower, but that's also three, three years of sure. Um, right. Paying for the lease. So right. It, right. it works out. I did. The, I don't know. I didn't excel this morning where I kind of worked everything out and I kind of guessed I'm not an expert at this and it, it kind of made sense for me to do the lease. And I, I've always heard bad things about yeah. leasing. You don't own anything, you know, that kind of thing. But you know, in the end you can, if you want to. And if, if you don't, you know, this is a little bit different because it's something new for me. If I don't like it, then that means I can get out of it after three years and go back to whatever it is I feel comfortable with money, with the money I need to go ahead and do that. So yeah, well, you have a close personal associate who is an expert on this kind of stuff, isn't she? Talking yes, about your, yes. your sister. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask her. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> because I think she thinks me taking a 58,000 mile car and getting rid of it and creating a new bill is bad. And I know that that's not like the smartest move in the world. Right. I'd rather just know between a lease and a purchase, which one is better. And I'm afraid she's going to be like, no, don't do either of them. And I know that's not the advice I'm asking here. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. So I'm, I, I'm kind of staying away from that. Yeah. I, well, I guarantee she'll say that's a bad move just overall, but hopefully she'd be able yeah. to tell you which would be better, the lease or the, the buying it outright. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So that's my addicted to. It was a been a fun week with the car stuff i'm, I'm enjoying it i'm excited for ha having a new toy so yeah 
Well, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I'm in kind of a little bit of a non-addictive phase, uh, but as uh, I'm really enjoying this book, I mean, I thought I'd just mention it. And if anybody else wants to pick it up, because it's written by a New York uh, best-selling author, L. Casamano. She's got a number of mystery thriller books out there. And this one's entitled Finley Donovan is Killing It. And the basic premise is what would a woman do to keep custody of her kids following a messy divorce? And as it happens, hiring yourself out as a hit woman is a possibility. <laughs> uh, it's kind of on the humorous side a little bit, and it's packed with zany characters. And so it kind of reminds me of my life. A little bit and i've been reading like a chapter or two every day or every evening it's, it's it's been really enjoyable one of the things that i've after getting about 10 12 chapters into it i suddenly realized you know these chapters are really short and it doesn't take me any time to get through it and she's actually she's written this book where the chapters aren't more than about a thousand words long a thousand to twelve hundred words long and it just keeps the pace moving and it's just you know really it's, 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 like I said, kind of th thriller-esque, but there's also a uh, mystery going on. So it reminds me a lot of what I'm doing with the stories on Vela in terms of their size and the way it's pushing the, forwards, the story forward just because they're relatively short chapters. And you have to come to a conclusion at the end of each of the episodes that will both end what happened in the episode and pull the reader into the next episode. So I'm going to read, I mean, I'm about halfway through, I think. So as I go forward, I'm going to watch a little more closely about how she does, uh, does that and keeps the story moving, uh, which is one of the, you know, one of the terrible things I hate once I started writing is I, I started uh, looking at what authors are doing in the structure instead of just enjoying the stories and it kind of ruins the story a little bit. Oftentimes I'll have to go back and reread it just to enjoy the story that with movies the same thing yeah. with movies now that, yeah. now that i've i've looked at like story structure so much that i'll look at movies up oh, there's the twist right. that kind of thing yeah. right right yeah if I, I listened to the podcast by brandon sanderson and um uh his sad, sidekick i can't remember what his name is right off the top of my head but um the guy that wrote the john cleaver books i can't remember or or also <laughs> the other great series that he wrote was i am not a serial killer <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, but anyways, yeah, they're always, they're always talking about how they sit and they watch movies with their spouses and, you know, like 10 minutes into the movie, they're out, they're outlining the entire rest of the movie to their spouses and their, their spouses <laughs> right. just don't want to dump, you know, entire bowls of popcorn on their head or something. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. That's funny. All right. So in terms of my week coming up, um, uh, before I get into the day by day, uh, this is starting now the story gridding. I'm not actually doing any writing. I'm going to really really get in deep with story grid on this i don't know how long it's going to take I'm, I'm hoping it just takes a week or two uh, it could take longer but i think i can do this pretty quick i i you know i've listened to enough story grids and done enough of them to to have a pretty good idea how to do them quickly so i'm hoping that i can get through it quick but that's what i'm going to be doing uh, uh this week the other thing i want to talk about before i actually get into my day-to-day -day is changing up my schedule a little bit so so you know I come on this podcast and I say Mondays are my writing days off and Wednesdays I say I'm going to write and then I don't write. And sometimes on Fridays I don't write. And it's just because I don't have a really good schedule like I did back in the day uh, when I worked at the old job and I was basically trapped up there every day. So I just thought, well, I'll go to lunch for 90 minutes and I'll write. And I would do it every day because I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't go home. That's what I was doing. And I enjoyed it. So it didn't feel like I was trapped, but that was like perfect timing because then I didn't have to deal with, um, you know, writing in the evenings i could just come home from work and just have my evening and make dinner and just kind of sit around and do nothing so um i want to revise my schedule a little bit and try this new writing routine and really not much of it's going to change just a couple of days are going to change so i'll start with thursday thursday uh friday saturday sunday are mostly not going to change thursday's still going to be going to the office it's you know get up at five going to the office at seven um right at, at lunch and then come home from work and, uh, you know, that's, that's my writing day Friday, because I have so much time off the rest of the year. Uh, I don't really have to do much there because I'm, I'm, you know, I have the time. It's not like I'm forcing myself at six 30 in the evening, I can work until 11 and then I can go to lunch and sit for a couple hours. And then when I get home, it's still three, four o'clock. I still have my evening, right. uh, Saturday and Sunday for the next couple of weeks are going to be golf related. If I can golf in the morning, I will, then I'll write afterward on Saturdays. If I can golf in the morning on Sunday, I will. And then I'll um, probably just watch football. There'll be no writing on Sunday. But if it's rainy, like it was today, and like it might be tomorrow, and I'm not going to golf, then I'll write in the mornings 
and uh, run my errands on a Saturday or on, I'll just come home from like Panera on Sunday and, and write. So those, those are going to stay the same throughout the rest of the year. And then once golf is over, that'll be my, my weekend. I'll just be writing in the mornings, both days. It's really Monday through Wednesday that need to change. Tuesday wasn't bad because Tuesday was, you know, work from home uh, and then leave around four thirty-five o'clock and go to hothead for a couple hours and, and right. I, I was good at that. There was no, I didn't have to like will myself to do it. I did it every time just probably because I like the food, but, um, so, but I'm going to change it up anyway. So what I'm going to do is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm going to go back to get up at 5am. Like I did with my previous job. I'm going to shower and essentially get ready for work and, and right around five 30, sit down. And for about an hour and a half, I'm going to work, you know, this week it'll be the story group, but when I'm, when I'm writing, it'll just be writing. So that'll be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, and then I'll do my seven to four, like normal. I have my hour lunch and I won't have to force myself at lunch to write for an hour, or I won't have to force myself in the evening to, to basically write, even though I don't Right. So it'll be, mm. I'm hoping that th there, those times it's quieter. It's the morning. There's nothing going on. By the time I get to the evening, I just want to sit around and I want to eat my dinner and then sit around and do nothing. So this is going to be my plan. I'm going to, I'm going to call it a test this week, but I really am going to try to do this throughout the rest of the year. And if it works well over the next two and a half months, then I'll probably push some of it into next year. Um, I, you know, this allows me to still sleep. You know, it's not like I'm getting up every day in the summer. I'm getting up every day at 5am because I'd be doing it during the week and again on the weekends to go golf. But now I get to right. sleep in on, on, um, on, on Fridays. Cause I'm not doing it Friday because I have the afternoon to write. I'm not going to do it on the weekends because I'm going to pretty much not golf anymore within the next couple of weeks. So I'll still get to sleep. I'm not going to kill myself getting up at five o'clock every single day uh, to do this. So I feel like this is a good mix of getting up early a few times and not having to get up early a few times during the week. So I think it's definitely doable. I'm not going to regret it. I think it's going to allow me to get more done. I really have this goal of, um, of, uh, getting this mystery done by the end of the year and finishing the two short stories by the end of the year. But I've only got about 10 weeks left and that, seems like a, you know, I don't know if I can get those three things done in, in those 10 weeks. I don't have to be published. I just want to get the three of them finished right. and uh, get them off to the editor or whatever I'm going to do with yeah. them. So, so based, based on all of that, this week's schedule looks like this um, tomorrow morning. I'm, or I'm sorry, Monday morning, wait, tomorrow, Sunday, tomorrow, I'm going to get up at five and I'm going to attempt to golf. Now it's possible that I could get up and get a text message from my buddy who lives up that area says, Hey, it's raining too bad. I'm not golfing. In that case, I'll just cancel. I'll go back to sleep and then I'll get up a little bit later and I'll go to Panera Either way, I'm going to watch football at one o'clock. Um, Monday, I'll get up at five. I'll write from five thirty to seven. I'll work. I'll I'll work my job. You know, from seven mm -hmm. to four. Uh, I actually joined an indoor golf league with a buddy of mine. It runs for ten weeks, starting actually last week. But we we missed the first week because you had two weeks to do the first week. So on Monday, we'll do the first and second week. And it's really just it's a it's called a two man scramble or two person scramble league where you go in and, and you just play nine whole rounds. So I'll do two of those on Monday night. It's scheduled from six to eight. I don't think it'll take that long, but that will be my Monday. I'll come home and sit and watch Monday night football. Uh, Tuesday, I'll get up at five. I'll write from five 30 to seven. And then I'll work my job from seven to four. I will not go to hothead in the evening. A um, couple things about that. And, and, you know, if I'm looking to get this car, if I lease it, the mileage gets cut down a little bit, you know, I think it's like 10,000 a year. I drive just a little bit more than that right now is kind of what I'm working on. So if I can cut down some of those miles, that'll be good. Um, it'll also be good because then I'm not spending $15 at hothead. So that'll help in terms of just not spending money where I don't have to. So I think there's a whole lot of good here, whether I can do it or not, I don't know, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. um, try, I'm always happy to try new things. So uh, Wednesday, I'll get up at five, right from 730 to, I'm sorry, from 530 to seven. And then I'll work my regular job. I won't do anything in the evening. Thursday, I'll get up at five and I'll drive to the office. I'll work in the office and I'll write during lunch. Uh, Friday, I will work from home. So I will not get up early on Friday. Friday, I'll, I'll get up at 6.30 like normal. I'll work from 7 to 11, and then I'll go out and write after work, get some lunch, and then I'll have home after. And I'll be, again, it's, it's more about trying to stop the writing in the evening because I just don't think I do a very good job of that. Um, you know, on Tuesdays, I have to push myself to do it, and that's the only day during the week that I do it. Right. And um, it's, it's really what it is about is just trying to figure out how to write on that day when I don't want to do it during the evening. Right. Uh, Saturday, we'll try to golf if we can. If we do, I'll go to Hothead after. If we can't, I'll go to Chick-fil-A in the morning. I can't promise I'm not going to go to the casino just because it's right next to that Chick-fil-A because the one that I usually go to is under construction, apparently. <laughs> and then we'll podcast in the evening. And then on uh, – oh, no, that's – okay, that's the end of this week. Okay, so my planned writing days 
now it, it, again, it's not going to be writing. It's going to be story grid, but it's going to be uh, potential possibly tomorrow morning if we don't golf, and then Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday in the morning, Thursday at lunch, Friday at, uh, at lunch, Saturday either in the morning or lunch, depending on the weather. So, uh, in terms of my goal, you know, I don't know what to expect for this story grid. I don't know how long it's going to take, um, but I do want to. I do want to try to get more than halfway through it. And I've got the first five or six chapters pretty well story grid. Cause I was doing those that you know, after every chapter, when I was doing the revision, I kind of just stopped doing that. So the first five or six chapters already finished. I'll go back and polish them a little bit, but, but I'm hoping to get more than halfway, more than halfway is 12 chapters. I'm hoping to get through chapter 12 of the story grid uh, throughout the week. And with this extra writing time, I think I can do it. I think I, I, think I can actually get pretty far with it, but we'll see. Uh, the other thing that I want to do this week is I want to send an email out to my newsletter and I wanted to kind of, you know, so, so at work at my real job and at the old job, I was the one sending out emails for the meal committee stuff and people loved them. People thought they're hilarious with the current job I have. I get an email from the CEO every time I send one out saying how funny it is. And I thought, why can't I do that with my newsletter subscriptions? Like why, why am I not doing that every two weeks? I mean, I can come up with something funny every time. I don't know why I do it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take an email this week and I'm going to send out, it's going to be a question I actually asked on my Facebook author page earlier this week, or I'm sorry, earlier today. I'm not going to promote any books. I'm not going to promote my website. None of that. All I'm going to do is ask the question uh, because I, I, it's a legitimate question I have, uh, you know, that I'm curious about it has to do with Star Wars. Um, I think it can generate some responses. And the one thing I would promote is, hey, you know, if you like this kind of thing, this is what I talk about on my Facebook author page. Feel free to join it and follow me there uh, just to try to get some more followers there. So hopefully next week at this time, I can tell you that I have a big jump in my Facebook followers. Even if it's like five more people, that would be great. So those are my two goals. Get halfway through the story grid and then get an email sent out uh, on Tuesday. I got a question you can send out. You could say just this simple question, Star Wars or Star Trek and why is it Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. That would generate some pretty good responses. You know, what's funny is I almost want to come up with questions that are a bit divisive because those are the ones people oh, yeah. rush to to answer you. Yeah, yeah. But I also don't like that kind of thing when I'm on the internet. I avoid that stuff. So it's a bit hypocritical for me to do it, but I might do it just because I'm I'm in salesperson mode and I'm trying to sell right. myself. So, right, yeah. right. And I thought, I thought of the other author that does the podcast with Brandon Sanderson. His name is Dan Wells. Uh, so... Oh. In his two yeah. series uh, that I know of, I'm, he writes science fiction, he writes fantasy. Everything he writes is grim, dark, grim, grim, dark. He, he is really into the horror and into the, into all that kind of stuff. Uh, but but uh, John Cleaver and I Am Not a Serial Killer are two of the series that are supposed to be really good. I've only, I haven't read it yet. I'm, I, it's kind of on my stack of things to do, but I just haven't gotten to it yet. I can only take a certain amount of grim, dark uh, in my reading. <laughs> Uh, my coming week uh, is going to be really simple. It's going to be start tomorrow with church and then following church, we're going to be hitting the road and I'll be on the road until next Saturday when hopefully I'll get back in time for us to record. And then other than the 30 hours that I'm going to spend in the car going there and back, I'm going to be at my in-laws and my 83 year old father-in-law, as I said, usually keeps me busy when he's well. And given that he's been recovering from back surgery the last couple of months, I expect his to-do list to be quite lengthy. And he kind of lives on a five acre semi kind of rural uh, parcel. There's always trees that have to be cut up or, you know, firewood to be stacked or something like that. So I think I'm gonna get my workout when I'm there. I am going to set myself though a modest goal, writing goal for the week in, in getting back to those two death come to paradise uh, episodes I started and just kind of gave up on. I want to finish those and get those submitted this week. And I also want to try to find some time to do a little bit of vel promotion. Uh, I'm not going to be able to do as much as I usually do. But I'll consider it a real victory if I can manage about 5,000 reads for the week, uh, even though it's only about half of what I need to average for the rest of the year. Hopefully, I'll be able to make that up. So if I can do that, two episodes for the week and the 5,000 reads, it'll be a good week. And plus, of course, drive there and back safely. That's another right. thing. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a goal. Yeah. Right. Uh, this week, I do have something I want to share from the, uh, from the Best Stop Bookshop first short story. And this is just a little snippet to kind of give you an idea of, of the vibe that I'm, I'm aiming for in these books. Um, so this, this comes out of the first, probably the first three or four paragraphs of the, of the short story. Maybe, maybe the third paragraph, thinking back. <clears throat> 
Back in her makeshift, makeshift office, a cramped nook formed by three tall mahogany shelving units behind the checkout counter, Maddie and her latest trainee, a spacey former English major named Dylan Black, were having a discussion. She grabbed the straps of his green work apron, one of the dozen or so her aunt had embroidered with the shop's logo when it first opened, and yanked his head from the rarefied atmosphere of six foot four down to her well-oxygenated level of five foot nothing. He was lucky. She initially went for his ridiculously unkempt blonde beard, but at the last second imagined the disappointed look on her therapist's face. She was supposed to be practicing nice. It was going to give her an ulcer. And that's kind of the, the cranky, <laughs> cranky vibe that I'm going to go for in these stories. <laughs> I'm not sure if um, if you'll know this reference, but when I the way you described the the Dylan Black, I remember him as being the pot addled uh, uh, character, right? That's you right, said right, earlier. right. Yeah. So all I could think of when I when I heard you say the unkempt blonde beard, I just thought, he, wait, is the lead singer of the Spin Doctors now working in a, oh, a bookstore? <laughs> is there is there really Spin Doctors? I, I don't think I've even heard of that band. Oh, they were one of those bands from the, God, it had to be like the mid nineties. I used to listen to the, they had a, a CD that I liked. I forget what it's called, but it was um, a Superman reference. And then the lead singer that looked exactly like uh, what you just described. Oh, okay. Kind of tall. Okay. Yeah. Kind of tall. The, 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 the unkempt beard, blonde beard. Yeah. It just reminded me of him. So that's good. Yeah. Actually, I don't, I didn't put anything in the, in the outline to read, but I'm going to go ahead and read what chat GPT kind of helped me create with the, um, Oh, yeah. when I say help me create in this case, it basically took what I wrote and redid it based on the strengths that I had. It kept the strengths that I had, but then it also changed the, the weak, the things that it called a weakness. So I'm going to move this over here. So it's, I'm blocking your face now and I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'll read this. <clears throat> okay. When a routine software update spirals into a deadly game of cat and mouse, one developer must outsmart a killer before it's too late. In the secluded expanses of Wyoming, software developer Sam Norris embarks on what seems a straightforward mission, implement his innovative system at a mid-sized manufacturing plant, but beneath the ordinary lies a dark, perplexing maze of secrets and danger. When the plant manager is found dead under bizarre circumstances, the tranquil remoteness of the city morphs into a sinister backdrop, bubbling with secrets and lethal intentions. A number of suspects emerge, each harboring their own veiled agendas and dark histories. Enter Danny, a night shift worker ensnared in the web of accusations deemed the prime suspect by a relentless police force. Despite the suspicions, Sam, lured by Danny's clandestine spirit while guarding his own secrets, becomes inexorably drawn into her world. A precarious alliance forms, bound by trust so fragile it could shatter under the weight of one single lie. Well, that's kind of true, actually. Um, as the body count rises, the stakes catapult to perilous heights. Sam dives deeper into the abyss of deception and murder, racing against the ticking clock to decipher a puzzle that could mean life or death for him and Danny. Can he unravel the mystery buried within the walls of the unassuming plant, or will the killer, always lurking in the shadows, strike again, unfurling chaos between, beyond measure? Indulge in manufacturing murder, a scintillating journey laced with unforeseen twists, heart-stopping cliffhangers, and a narrative that ensnares you, refusing to let go until the final page is turned. Discover a murder mystery where every page whispers secrets and every character hides a shadow. Your seat on this thrilling ride awaits. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I like that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep that there and I'm going to attempt to get these ads going that way um, uh, once I get them all ready, hoping that maybe this makes a difference for, for the sales numbers. Right, right. Yeah, no, sounds good. That is everything we have for the podcast this week. Do you have anything else? I'm all out of stuff. All right. Um, <laughs> if you want to get a hold of me, you can reach me uh, Jerry at jerryevanoff.com. You can see the website, jerryevanoff.com, um, facebook.com slash author, and patreon.com slash author is where I'm putting one of the short stories as I publish a chapter, which is kind of slow, but I'm working on it. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash new author podcast, and we are on buy me a coffee, buy me a coffee.com slash Yeah. My email address is rich at richcasey.com. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, threads, and blue sky at Casey himself. And you can check out my Vela stories. Uh, the links are on my website at www.richcasey.com. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you all next week. Take care, everybody.